Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Hallelujah. Those who have not been with us, I want you to follow the story in the book of Nehemiah chapter 1. I'm not going to do a recap because we want to look at what God has in store for us today. So let's read Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. The Bible says the words of Nehemiah the son of Hakaliah, it came to pass in the month of Chislev in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped. And we looked about, we looked at uh, escapees and we prayed about it, who had survived the captivity. And then we looked at those who had survived. There are those who had escaped and those who had survived. But the ones who had survived, they were in a sorry state. Who had survived the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to him, that, they said to me, the survivors who were left from the captivity in the province are there. But they are not in a good state. They are in great distress. And we looked at great distress in detail and prayed and reproach. Yesterday we delved deeper to understand what reproach, reproach is all about, and we prayed. And today, I want to focus in the, on the next phrase, which says, the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and it gets burned with fire. We want to look at, you know, the walls and the gates. And you can see that the Bible says that the walls were broken down, and it says that the gates were burned with fire. So this is a picture of utter destruction, wanton destruction of the city. The people were not just taken away, but the city was left in ruins. The walls were destroyed. The gates were burned with fire. I'm telling you, this was utter destruction. I mean, the enemy wanted the city never to be rebuilt again. He didn't just take the people captives, but he made sure that they were not able, the ones who escaped, were not able to rebuild it. You see, when you look at a city like Jerusalem, a city like Jerusalem had been there in existence for so many years. And so this was a city that had really developed. This was a city that was really built. It had infrastructure in place. You know, buildings were in place. This, the city was working. You know, our governor in Nairobi, you know, his slogan is, let's make Nairobi work. So this city was working. The infrastructure was in place. Buildings were in place. You know, the gate was in place. Beautiful gate. You see, when you see a city has built a gate, a, a, a wall around it and a gate, you know, it, it shows that this is a very developed place. They were not just building houses, but they also secured, you know, their borders. And so the enemy made sure that I want to make sure that nobody rebuilds this city. And if they have to rebuild it, it has to take them great effort and many years to be able to do so. It's like going to America or these countries that are developed, London or one of the cities in America, you know, or Canada. And, and you just burn everything down. I mean, it will take you a lot of effort because those are countries that are really developed, you know. It will not be easy to burn the entire country down because there are so many buildings, the infrastructure is in place, so many things have been put into place. So you can imagine 
the amount of fire. You can imagine the destruction that was in the city of Jerusalem. For them to bring those walls down, for them to destroy the gates, it took a lot of effort. But it still happened. The city, the walls of the city were broken and the gates of the city were burned down. Now, we want to look at walls and gates and what they represent. Um, because everything in the Bible has a spiritual meaning. And we want to look at the importance of walls and gates even in our lives. So that every gate and every wall that has been destroyed by the enemy, we are going to pray today that the walls may be rebuilt. That's why Nehemiah had the vision, the burden to go back you know, to Jerusalem and build the walls. He had this uh, burden that made him sad. The king even noticed the guy who was sad. He looked sickly because God had put the burden in his heart to go back and rebuild a city, you know, that had been burned down. And he was thinking about his brothers. He was thinking about his uh, relatives. He was thinking about his, you know, uh, uh, kinsmen. You know, he was thinking about the people that, you know, he was connected to how the city used to be, how it was bustling with life, how it was a lovely place. Jerusalem was the beauty you know, of that region. He was thinking about that. And when he was told that the walls are broken, he was told that the city, you know, is now in ruins. You know, what is remaining is just charred remains of what used to be there. He conceived a burden to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And today there are people here, your walls are broken, your gate is broken, you know, and we're going to pray. We're going to delve deeper to look at what walls and gates represent in our life. And we are going to pray. And as we pray, every wall that is broken, every gate that is destroyed in your life, it is going to be rebuilt in the name of Jesus. Today, this prayer service is for rebuilding the walls in our lives, rebuilding the gates in our lives that the enemy has destroyed and raised to the ground with fire. So we are going to rebuild them in Jesus' name. Every wall in your life, every gate in your life that the enemy has destroyed, every wall in your life, every gate in your life that the enemy has burned in fire, uh, by fire and he has gained access in your life, we pray today that as you pray, as we delve into prayer, that the walls will be built and the gate will be built in Jesus' name. You can shout, Amen. Now, walls and gates represent the following. Number one, they represent beauty. Walls and gates represent beauty. You see, sometimes when you walk around and you go to some places, and I pray that God will raise you, you know, to go to some places. You see, now I'm not talking about flats. I'm not talking about flats. I'm not talking about living, you know, in these densely populated areas where you just see a flat and that's all. But I'm talking about if you go to the leafy suburbs and you know, these nice, nice places. I see you living in the leafy suburbs very soon in the name of Jesus. You can see that, you know, a gate is very important. The wall around that particular house is very important, especially standalone houses. They surround these standalone houses with beautiful gates and beautiful walls. Yeah? Some of them, the walls are not even concrete. The walls, you know, are, it, it, the walls, you know, are made up of a live fence. It's a beautiful live fence. They have planted a very beautiful hedge around that house and it is trimmed and it looks so nice. All right? You see, unless you get out of that flat mentality, unless you get out of that, you know, 
um, ghetto mentality. You might not understand what I'm talking about, but if you just travel and if you just walk around, and once in a while I want to encourage you to be walking around to see the places that God is taking you to. Go to these leafy suburbs, beautiful places, and you will understand what I'm talking about here. You see a standalone house and it's surrounded by a beautiful wall, surrounded by a beautiful you know, live fence. And then there is a beautiful gate as well. And when you get to the gate, the gate speaks volumes. When you look at the wall around that house, it speaks volumes. You know, it speaks, it speaks of beauty. So walls and gates are used to decorate. They are used as a decoration around a house. And so walls represent, you know, beauty. And so when you look at even the wall, it gives you an inkling of what the house looks like. When you look at the wall and you see the beauty of the wall, you see the beauty of the gate, it gives you an inkling, you know, of, 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 of how beautiful the house is. And you can't wait to get into the house to see the beauty that is in that particular house. But you see, this city, you know, it didn't have a wall anymore. You know, the walls had been broken down. The beauty of the city had been broken down. It had been destroyed. So what you could see at that particular point was just ashes, ruins, and even ugliness. You know, when you see a wall that has been broken, it speaks of ugliness. There is no beauty there. You know, I remember we were in a place where, you know, our church was secluded by a wall. You know, when the church was brought down, when they brought down the wall, I remember when we removed the tent and moved to a different location. Every time I came back there and I saw the broken wall, you know, the place looked so ugly. It was no longer attractive. Before the wall was broken down, the place looked very, very nice. There was order. There was beauty in that particular place. But when the wall was broken down, you know, because when you break down a wall, you're not breaking it down systematically. You know, you're just knocking it down, knocking it down. Sometimes people even just poke holes, you know, in a hole. And it makes it look very ugly. So you can see the how ugly Jerusalem was when the walls were broken down and when the gate was destroyed. The city was looking very ugly. You know, I remember meet, meeting a guy that we used to um, serve God with. Years later, and I think he backslid and he was not serving God. You know, it's like he, he opened up his life. He opened up his gate. It's like a part of his wall, a wall around him. The wall of beauty around him was broken down. And I looked at him, man. The glow that he used to have, he had lost it. The beauty that he used to carry, the aura that he used to carry, he had lost it. I don't know if you have ever met somebody like that, that in the past you could see that he was glowing, he was happy, he looked very presentable, and then maybe they left God, they stopped serving God, they stopped working with God, they engaged in so many vices, wicked vices, and, and they lost the glory. You meet them and you look at them, you can see that something left them. The glow they used to have, they no longer possess it. The beauty that was surrounding their lives is no longer there. Amen. And sometimes they even look very old. You know, they look like they're in their 80s. They look like they're in their 70s. It's like, it's, it's because they, they, the, the wall around them was broken and something infiltrated their lives, took, took away the beauty that they used to carry. Because you see, salvation makes you beautiful. But because they allowed their walls to be broken, the beauty that salvation brought in their lives was no longer, you know, visible. I pray for you that the enemy will not break your walls. 
I pray for you that the enemy will not take away your beauty. The enemy will not destroy the gates around your life, the spiritual gates and the spiritual walls around your life and take away your beauty in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that the enemy will not steal your glow. He will not steal your shine in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not infiltrate your life, break down the walls of salvation around you and infiltrate your life and take away the glow that salvation brings in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that you maintain your shine in Jesus. You will maintain your glow in Jesus. You will maintain your beauty in Jesus. You will maintain the beauty that salvation has brought in your life. You will maintain the glow that salvation has brought in your life. You will maintain the joy, you know, the calm, calmliness that salvation has brought in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that your walls will not be broken and the enemy will not take away the glow that Jesus has brought in your life. The glow that salvation has brought in your life in the name of Jesus. That that glow, that shine, that comeliness, that beauty, that salvation has introduced in your life, the enemy will not mess, mess it up in any way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. This is what salvation does. It brings beauty. Look at what, what, what is happening here. Something is happening to the poor. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Something is happening to the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. The glow is being returned to proclaim liberty to the captives. Those who are captives, those who are in bondage, those who are in prison, they are being delivered and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn in Zion to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty ah, I love this to give them beauty for ashes they were, their walls were broken they were, they were all the walls were destroyed their gates were destroyed and all you could see was ashes but the Bible says Oh, that Jesus came to give us beauty for ashes. He came to bring glad tidings, sorry, to the poor. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. He came to deliver those who are in prison, those who are bound by the fetters of sin, to deliver them from those chains. Why? He is bringing beauty. Because before you met Jesus, you were ashes. Your walls were broken. You are ashes. You are charred remains of your former self. Ashes surrounded you. Ugliness surrounded you. Where you see ashes, you know, you see ugliness. Where you see, where you see ashes, you see something that was glorious, but it has been destroyed, you know, by fire. And you can see that salvation brings beauty out of every ash in your life. Where the wall was broken, where the gate was destroyed, and all that people can see is ashes when you end, when you become a child of God, when you step into salvation, when your life is revolutionized, revolutionized by salvation. You know, God repairs the wall. God brings back the beauty. Where there were ashes, God brings beauty. Where there was brokenness, God brings beauty. Where there was poverty, God brings beauty. Where there was ashes, God brings beauty. And this morning, as we pray, I pray that God may bring beauty in every aspect of your life where we see ashes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because when you see ashes, it tells you something 
used to be here. There was a wall here. There was a beautiful wall here. There was a beautiful gate here, but it has been destroyed. I mean, recently there was an explosion in Embakasi. And, and I mean, I saw the videos. I mean, there were tra traumatic videos, I'm telling you. I could hear people screaming. I could hear people, you know, you know, running helters. I could see people running helter-skelter, trying to save their lives. They were screaming. And there was this huge ball of fire in the sky. You can imagine, you know, you can imagine how it was, you know, for the people who were around that place. But the aftermath, after the, after the fire, you know, was... Uh, was, 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 was quenched. You know, they had to call the fire brigade guys and they came and they put off the fire. All you could see was ugliness. All you could see was ashes. A place that used to be beautiful was bustling with activities. You know, you could just see ashes. Houses had been destroyed. Some people had been killed. The glow that was in that place had gone. Oh my goodness. That is how some people have been. You know, the, the enemy has raised them to the ground, raised their wall, raised their gate to the ground, taken away their beauty. But this morning, as we pray, God is promising us beauty for ashes. God is promising us that he's going to replace and is going to restore the beauty that was in our lives. Every broken wall, every broken gate, every burnt wall, every burnt gate, you know, God is going to restore the beauty of our walls and our gates in the name of Jesus. Get ready for beauty. Get ready for your glow is coming back. Get ready because your shine is coming back. It doesn't matter how many, you know, how many experiences you have gone through that have destroyed your walls and your gates. I prophesy unto you today that your beauty is coming back in the name of Jesus. I prophesy to someone here whose walls have been broken. Your beauty has been taken away. Your glow has been taken away. Your shine has been taken away. You are not who you used to be. You have lost your smile. You have lost your joy. You have lost your happiness. You have lost your dignity. You have lost your beauty. You have lost your shine. This is a new year. This is a new day and the Lord is telling you this morning that I'm bringing back your beauty for every hush in your life. I'm bringing back beauty for every brokenness in your life. I'm bringing beauty for every shame in your life. I'm bringing beauty for every ugliness in your life. I'm bringing beauty your way in the name of Jesus. The Lord is telling someone today, get ready because beauty, beauty is going to envelop your life. Beauty is going to cover your life. Beauty is going to surround your life in the name of Jesus. Get ready because a turnaround is going to take place in your life even as you pray. Every broken wall God says, I will restore it. I will restore the gate. I will restore the wall. If you can only call upon my name, if you can only pray what was broken, I will restore it. What was raised to the ground, I will restore it. I know 
that your walls are broken. I know that your gates have been raised down by the fire, but I'm still God and I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore it. I'm going to restore the walls. I'm going to restore the gate. I'm going to restore your beauty. I'm going to replace your ashes with beauty. Thus says the Lord this morning. Receive that prophetic word in the name of Jesus. Psalms 149 and verse 4, the Bible says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. The Lord takes pleasure in his people. <coughs> he will beautify the humble with salvation. He will beautify you. Hallelujah. Thank God for salvation. Thank God that I'm born again. Thank God that you're born again. Salvation is the avenue through which God will beautify your life. And so this morning, we are going to pray that God may beautify us. We are going to pray that the wall that the enemy had destroyed, that God is going to rebuild it and our beauty is going to come back in the name of Jesus. Number two, walls and gates, what do they represent? Represent Walls and gates represent protection. Walls and gates represent uh, protection. In the ancient days, cities were built around the wall to tighten the security of those cities. Huge gates were mounted on the walls as well, and they were manned by security personnel to control access. Nobody, not, not everybody was admitted into the city. They had to, you know, check you out. They had to make sure that you are not an enemy, you know, before you access the city. They used to even build like, you know, towers, you know, uh, uh, on those walls so that, you know, this, the, 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 the person in those towers can be able to detect anyone that was coming towards that city. And that's why, you see, it was not very easy to take, you know, to take uh, Jericho. Other cities, it was, it was this, but for Jericho, they needed a strategy because this city was built. There was a wall around the entire city. It was strictly shut from all sides, you know. In fact, theologians are saying that the walls around Jericho were thick enough to allow horses, you know, to ride on top of them. Can you imagine how wide you know, those walls were very, very thick walls, you know, surrounding the city. That's why the children of Israel had to get a strategy from God. God gave, him a, gave them a strategy to bring down these walls so that they can be able to take this city. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. There was a wall around the city. So the ones who were in, could not come out, and the ones who were out could not go in. In between, there was a very thick wall that protected that city. And verse 5, the Bible says, you know, this is where God gave them a strategy for them to be able to take, you know, Jericho, because he told them, Jericho is yours. But what was standing between them and Jericho as a city was these thick walls. And God told them, it shall come to pass when you guys make a long blast with the rams on. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Before, before him. It took a shout, and this was a supernatural shout, to bring this thick wall that was around the city of Jericho down. Without that miraculous event, the children of Israel could not have accessed the city of Jericho because the city of Jericho acted as a protective shield around that city. So it was not easy for anyone to gain access, you know, to the city. These walls of Jerusalem 
were the protection of the city of Jerusalem. And so when the walls were brought down, when the walls were destroyed, when the walls were broken, it means that the city became vulnerable. The city was susceptible to attacks of the enemy and it was easy for the enemy to gain access to the city because the walls had been broken down. Everybody here, there are walls around you. But when these walls are broken down, you become vulnerable. You become susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. It becomes very easy for the enemy to attack you as a child of God when the walls around you are broken. And there are people who are in God, but their walls are broken. There is a loophole. Their walls have been destroyed. You know, the wall of integrity has been destroyed. The wall of prayer has been destroyed. The wall of worship around their lives has been destroyed. The wall of discipline has been destroyed. The wall of tithing has been destroyed. The wall of giving has been destroyed. The wall of intercession and prayer has been destroyed. And so they're vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. The wall that is supposed to protect them spiritually against the arrows of of the enemy has been broken down and now they are vulnerable. They are susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. The enemy can easily get to them. This morning, those walls, we're going to build them again in the name of Jesus. Those walls, we're going to rebuild them again this morning in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whoever has no rule, that is Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So you can see <clears throat> that if you don't have spiritual walls, you are vulnerable. You are like a city that is broken down without walls. If you can't control your spirit, if you cannot actually form a, a strong wall around your spirit to control your spirit, to protect your spirit rather against the attacks of the enemy. You are vulnerable. That's what I'm saying. There are walls that protect our spirit. The walls of worship, the walls of giving, the walls of prayer, the walls of integrity. All these are walls. The walls of the fear of God. They protect our spirit. But if those walls are broken, when you are not disciplined, when you don't have the fruit of the spirit, when those walls are broken, you cannot control yourself. You cannot control your appetites. You cannot control your desires. You cannot manage your carnality. You cannot control your flesh because you are vulnerable. Anything the enemy wants to accomplish, he will throw into your life. Anything that the enemy wants you to do, any form of vice, any form of wickedness that the enemy wants you to participate in, he will just throw it into your life because you have no wall of protection. And so you will carry out devilish agenda. You will carry out the plan and the purpose of the enemy because your spirit is vulnerable. Your life is vulnerable. Anything the enemy wants to accomplish, he will look for you because you are a vulnerable, you are a vulnerable tool in his hands. You see, the Bible says that when a demon leaves, the demon goes and he comes back to check the place he has left to see if there is a war, to see if there is protection, to see if there is something else that has occupied that life. And if he realizes that the life is clean but there is no wall of protection that demon will go and pick other demons and come and inhabit that person and the state of that person becomes worse than the way it was at the beginning that's why we must build spiritual walls of protection around our lives so that the enemy doesn't get to us if you are here and your and your spirit is vulnerable your life is vulnerable as we pray you want to build those walls we want to build you want to build those walls 
walls of protection. Maybe there is something, there is a loophole in your integrity, in your character, and your walls are broken down and you have no protection, you have no resistance. You know, there are people who have no resistance. When they see money, there is no resistance. There are people, when they see a scat, there is no resistance. There are people here, there are ladies, when they see a gentleman, when they see a trouser, there is no resistance. There are people, when they see glory and fame, there is no resistance. There are people, when they see carnality, there is no resistance. There are people here, when they see free sex, there is no resistance. But this morning, as we pray, we're going to build up the wall. We're going to build up the wall of resistance. We want to build up the wall of protection. We want to build, I feel like preaching this morning. We want to build up the wall of protection to protect ourselves from any infiltration, to protect ourselves from any, any kind of corruption from the enemy. The enemy will not corrupt us with money. The enemy will not corrupt us with wickedness. The enemy will not corrupt us with his own diabolic agenda. We shall not fulfill the agenda, diabolic agenda of the enemy in the name of Jesus because there is a wall around us. There is a wall of protection. I speak a wall of protection around your life this morning in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not easily infiltrate you to corrupt you with wickedness, to corrupt you with disloyalty, to corrupt you with rebellion, to corrupt you with immorality, to corrupt you with witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, I speak walls of protection around your spirit. You will not be a free being floating in the air. You will not be a pawn in the hands of the enemy. He will not use you the way he wants. He will not abuse you the way he wants because there is a wall of resistance that is being built in this prayer meeting around your life in the name of Jesus. As you begin to pray, you are erecting a wall of discipline. You are erecting a spiritual wall of resistance against the enemy. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, submit yourself all unto God and resist the enemy and he will flee from you. As you are building that wall, it will be a wall of resistance and whatever the enemy tries to do in your life to corrupt you, to manipulate you, to control you, it will not work in the name of Jesus because there is a wall of resistance. There is a wall of protection around you in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that you become a spiritual, a spiritual Jericho in the name of Jesus. You will become a spiritual Jericho. It will not be easy for the enemy to penetrate your life. It will not be easy for the enemy to infiltrate your life in any way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every loophole in your life this morning, we seal it in the name of Jesus. Every loophole, every loophole, every cup in your wall, let it be sealed as you pray this morning in the name of Jesus. And the enemy will not touch you, will not reach you, will not infiltrate your life, will not manipulate you in any way in the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout a big amen in this house? Hallelujah. I seal every hole. I seal every loophole in my life this morning. I raise up a wall of resistance against the enemy this morning. You are raising the wall. You are raising the wall of resistance in the name of Jesus. You are raising the wall of resistance against lust in the name of Jesus. You are raising the wall of resistance against greed in the name of Jesus. You are raising a wall of resistance 
against immorality in the name of Jesus. You are raising a wall of resistance against sexual impurity in the name of Jesus. You are raising a wall of resistance against stinginess in the name of Jesus. You are raising a wall of resistance against prayerlessness in the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout amen in this house? Hallelujah. I feel fire where I am right now. Oh yes, the wall, the wall, the wall, the wall, the wall, the wall of resistance. He will not have you. He will not corrupt you. He will not manipulate you. He will not destroy your life. The devil will not manipulate you. He will not control you. He will not, he will not defile you in any way because every loophole in your life is being sealed this morning in the name of Jesus. A wall of resistance. Come on, somebody say it with me. A wall of resistance all around me. A wall of resistance all around my life, a wall of resistance around my mind, a wall of resistance around my body, a wall of resistance around my soul in the name of Jesus. Raise it up this morning in Jesus' name. The last one, number three, and then we get to prayer. Oh yes, walls represent, you know, privacy in your life. They represent privacy. Walls and gates, you know, they seclude a place. And you're not able to actually see what is inside there because the place has been secluded. The place has been kept away, you know, from the eyes of those who are around that particular property. So the walls also block the one who is outside from seeing what is taking place inside the walls. That's why sometimes when you walk around some places, you can see the walls are so high and the gates are so high. The gates are massive and strong. I mean, you can't see what is happening, you know, inside that particular property. Sometimes they even put a sign that trespassers will be prosecuted. That one, that 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 means that you you need permission to get to that particular place. The place has been declared persona non grata. You can you non grata. You cannot enter there. You cannot access the place. It is only for a certain few individuals, and you must have a pass for you to be able to get there. So it is a private property. It is a private place. There is privacy in that particular place. You have to go and knock, you know, at the door. I remember there's a time we were doing uh, at a castle and we went into some of these houses that are, you know, surrounded and secluded. Somebody doesn't even come to the gate. I mean, there's a button you press there and you speak to the person and you say who you are. And if they are not expecting you, they will not even open the gate. So you can't access the place. You can't even know how the house looks like. So the wall also speaks of privacy. Look at what the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 5. For I, says the Lord, I will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory in her midst. The Lord says that you are my property. I have formed and have built a wall around you. You are my property. You are my private property. I own you. You belong to me. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you became God's property. You know, he owns you now. And now he has built a wall of fire around you to tell the enemy that this is my property. This is my child. This is my daughter. This is my son. And then he says something else. After he secures you through salvation, he will fill you with his glory. Hallelujah. So the Lord has set you apart so that he may fill you with his glory. And the glory of God is multifaceted. 
It, it represents three things. Quickly, let me throw this to you. The glory represents God's presence. So God says, you're my private property so that I may fill you with my presence. So we are carriers of God's presence. When you become God's property, you become a carrier of his presence. The glory also indicates worth and value. God is telling you that you are of worth to me. You are a very important person to me. The Hebrew word for glory is kabod, which means weightness or worth. God is telling you that now you, are, you were worthless before, but after salvation, you are now a very important person to me. You are a very important person to God. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You are of worth in his sight and that's why he has formed a wall of fire around you to seclude you from the world you know to declare to to put a seal over your life that you're now his property he has filled you with his glory and then number three glory indicates honor the greek word doxa means honor you know, or the unspoken manifestation of God's splendor. God is trying to tell you that, oh, oh my goodness, I am I'm going to fill you with honor. You're an honorable creature before me. That's why I'm filling you with my glory. That's why God is not filling animals with glory. No, he's filling human beings with his glory. You are a carrier of my glory. So God has set you apart that he may fill you with his presence, he may fill you with his honor, and he may fill you with his splendor. So you are a very important person in the sight of God. This morning, even if you're feeling ugly, this morning, even if you're feeling useless, I want you to know those are just your thoughts. But if you can gain God's understanding and perspective concerning you, let me tell you, it will make you do a victory dance. It will make you shout hallelujah. It will make you get excited because you are a carrier of doxa. You are a carrier of kabod. You are a carrier of the glory of God. He has secluded you. He has set you apart so that he may fill you with his glory. This morning as you pray, may the glory of God fill your life. May the glory of God saturate your life. May the doxa of God, may the kabod of God fill your life to the overflowing in the name of Jesus. Are we ready to pray this morning? I want us to lift up our voice. The first prayer point that we're going to pray about is that God may beautify our lives where there are ashes. May God beautify our lives where there is ugliness and brokenness. May God beautify your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody in every house, in every living room, in every car, in every office, even if you're in the gym right now, raise your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus that everywhere there are ashes, may God replace the ashes with beauty in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will comfort those who are in Zion. He will. He will give them beauty for ashes. May God give you beauty for ashes this morning in the name of Jesus. Where their child remains. Oh yes. Where there is distraction. Where there is ugliness. May God release his beauty upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Areas in your life, where there is ugliness, where there is a stench, may God replace those areas with beauty in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for some people here who have gone through experiences that have broken them, have destroyed them, have introduced a stench in their lives. They have wounds, 
they, 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 they are bleeding and there is a stench and there are ashes that are coming out of their lives. They have been burnt with life. They have been burnt with some friendships. They have been burnt with some people. Some people have taken advantage of them, took away their innocence and left them burnt with fire. They tried something and they burnt their fingers. They tried business and they burnt their fingers. They tried relationships and they burnt their fingers. They tried a new career and they burnt their fingers. They tried something new. They ventured in a new business or they tried something that didn't work. They burnt their fingers. But today, Father, I stand as your servant and I pray, oh God, that may you beautify their lives. May you beautify their lives. May you beautify their lives. May you remove the stench of their past. May you remove the stench of their failure. May you remove the stench, oh yes, of their brokenness. In the name of Jesus, every broken wall, every broken gate that has, oh God, been burnt down by fire. I pray today, may you repair it, oh God. May you build it again, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Release beauty. Release beauty. Release beauty in every heart. Release beauty in every life. Release beauty where there are ashes in our lives. In the name of Jesus, release beauty where there are ashes. In, in, in our homes, in our marriage, in the name of Jesus, release beauty where there is brokenness. In the name of Jesus, release beauty, oh God, where ashes have accumulated, where the fire has destroyed, oh yes, the, 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 the walls and the gates of your children. I pray today, replace the ashes with beauty. Let their glow come back. Let their shine come back. Let their beauty come back. Let, oh God, their gladness and their joy come back. In the name of Jesus, as you pray this morning, may your glow come back. As you pray this morning, may your shine come back. As you pray this morning, may your dignity and your beauty come back. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Come on. Are you praying somebody? Are you praying somebody? Wherever you are, pray, 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 pray. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent. Lift your voice and pray. God is beautifying you this morning in the name of Jesus. God is beautifying your life this morning as you pray and as you seek him. Every wall that has been burnt down with fire, God is replacing it in the name of Jesus with a beautiful wall, with a fantastic beautiful wall. Every gate that has been burnt down with fire, God is replacing it with a brand new gate. Beauty is coming back. Beauty is coming back. Beauty is coming back. Oh yes, for every man that has been broken, for every woman that has been broken, for every man that has been burnt, you have burnt your fingers. There are ashes all around you, ugliness all around you. Oh yeah, there's a stench coming out of your life. I pray for you this morning. May God grant you beauty for every ash in the name of Jesus. May God grant you beauty for your ashes this morning in the name of Jesus. Your glow, your shine, your beauty is coming back in the name of Jesus. Your glow, your shine, your beauty is coming back in the name of Jesus. What the enemy stole, what the enemy destroyed, what the enemy burnt with fire. Oh, 
Oh yes, oh yes, the ziglag in your life that the enemy burned with fire. God says, I'm bringing back the beauty. I'm bringing back the glow. I'm bringing back the shine as you pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I'm replacing the ashes with beauty in your life. In the name of Jesus. Father, we receive it this morning. We receive it this morning. We receive beauty for ashes this morning. In the name of Jesus, receive beauty for ashes this morning. In the name of Jesus. Secondly, I want you to pray for the wall of protection. Pray for the wall of resistance in your life this morning. In the name of Jesus, the enemy will not infiltrate your life. You are erecting the wall, the wall that had been broken down. You are erecting the gate, the gate that had been broken down. You are forming spiritual resistance this morning. In the name of Jesus. You will not give in to compromise. You will not give in to immorality. You will not give in to lies. You will not give in to witchcraft and sorcery. In the name of Jesus. You will not give in to sexual perversion. In the name of Jesus. You will not give in to disloyalty and pride. You are building the wall of resistance around your spirit, around your mind, around your body, around your life. In the name of Jesus. Raise your voice right now. We are praying for our second prayer point and that is praying for protection build up this the, the, the wall of resistance in your life right now in the name of Jesus seal every loophole seal every loophole repair every weak wall around your life right now in your character in your prayer life in your finances build that wall right now rebuild that wall right now erect that gate right now form that wall of resistance Build that wall of resistance. Build up spiritual muscles. Build it up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, every loophole, every loophole, every weakness in our walls today, we pray, oh God, may you strengthen those walls. We, may, you, may you repair those walls. Every crack that you see in our walls today that weakens our resistance against the enemy, I pray that may the crack be repaired this morning as we pray in the name of Jesus. Every hole, every gap in our wall that has weakened our resistance, that has made us vulnerable to the enemy. I pray that may that gap be filled. May that gap be repaired in the name of Jesus. Anything that compromises our walls, anything that compromises the strength of our walls, anything that compromises the strength and the durability of our spiritual walls, I pray this morning that may the gaps be filled. May the cracks be repaired. May the loopholes be sealed in the name of Jesus. Every loophole, every gap, every crack in your world today, may it be filled up in the name of Jesus. And every wall that has been broken, that has left you vulnerable and susceptible to the enemy's attack, this morning as you pray, build those walls right now. Come on, somebody. Build that wall right now in prayer. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you know yourself. You know where the crack is. You know where the gap is. You can see the loophole in your life this morning as you're praying. You can see the loophole in your character. You can see the loophole in your finances. You can see the loophole in your prayer life. Build that wall right now, in the name of Jesus. Build that wall, the wall of resistance around your heart, around your spirit, around your mind, around your body, around your emotions, around your appetites and your cravings. Build that wall 
right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, don't be quiet. Raise your voice and build it and build it and build it. Build it in prayer. Build the wall of resistance in prayer in the name of Jesus. Build the wall of resistance in your character in the name of Jesus. Build the walls of resistance around your house, around your marriage right now in the name of Jesus. Build that wall right now in Jesus' name. The enemy will not infiltrate your life. The enemy will not infiltrate your mind. The enemy will not infiltrate your marriage. The enemy will not infiltrate your family. The enemy will not infiltrate your spirit, your soul, and your mind and manipulate you to fulfill his agenda in the name of Jesus. Because the wall is being erected. The wall, the wall is being erected. Yes, as you are praying right now, the wall is being erected. The wall of resistance against the wiles of the enemy is being erected right now in the name of Jesus. Build that wall. Come on, you're a builder. You're a builder. Build that wall right now. Build that wall in your character. Build that wall of discipline in your disposition right now in the name of Jesus. Build that wall of the fruit of the Spirit in your life right now. Build that wall of integrity. Build that wall of loyalty. Build that wall of generosity in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Build that wall of the fear of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Build it. Come on. Build it. Come on. Build it. You are a builder. Build the wall of resistance against the wiles of the enemy. No weapon formed against you shall ever prosper after this prayer service because there is a wall of resistance. There is a shield that you are building around you. Come on. Declare that you are becoming the wall like the wall of Jericho. You are becoming the city of Jericho which is surrounded, surrounded from all sides, surrounded from all sides, in the name of Jesus, against the attack of the enemy, oh yes, in the name of Jesus, build it right now, come on, build it right now, I need to hear you in the spirit praying, something is happening in the spirit world, don't be quiet, don't be silent, don't be a spectator, build that wall, I need to feel you in the spirit, build it, build it, build it, I want, I need to catch your prayer in the spirit, I want to catch the intensity of your prayer in the spirit right now build it right now wherever you are don't be quiet don't shut your mouth you are wrestling with spirits right now you are wrestling with powers right now you are wrestling you are saving your life right now you are saving your life you are saving your destiny you are saving your future right now you are wrestling with spirits you cannot be quiet you cannot be silent you are wrestling with chains you are wrestling you're wrestling with the devil right now come on build that wall build that wall and kick him out of your life Build that wall right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the wall be built as your people are praying. Let the wall be erected. Let the gate be erected as your people are praying this morning in the name of Jesus. Let the wall let the wall come up. Let the wall come up. You will no longer be susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. You will no longer be vulnerable to lust. In the name of Jesus, build a wall of resistance against lust. In the name of Jesus, there's someone here struggling with lust. Build that wall right now of resistance against every form of lust. In the name of Jesus, you will not lust. You will not lust after sex. You will not lust after money. You will not lust after positions. Build the wall right now. Build the wall right now. 
build the wall right now. Build the wall right now. There's someone here. You need to build the wall against pride and arrogance. Build the wall right now. There's somebody here. You need to build a wall against like stinginess. Build the wall right now that you may become generous. You may become a giver, a generous giver, a faithful tither, a faithful giver of offerings. Build that wall right now in the name of Jesus. There's someone here. You're struggling with prayer. You are prayerless. Build the wall of prayer right now that from today you become prayerful in the name of Jesus. There's someone here who is struggling with the idea of fasting. You can't fast. Build that wall right now. Come on, somebody. Don't be quiet. We are wrestling spirits right now. The devil doesn't want you to go. He doesn't want to let you go. But we are building the wall of resistance. There is a tug of war in the spirit. You want to go, but the devil is holding on to you. But you have to build the wall. You have to say something. You have to open your mouth. You have to disconnect yourself from the enemy. You have to build the wall of resistance that he may not overwhelm you this morning. In the name of Jesus, you must be free. You must be delivered. You must be set free. You must come out of that prison. You must come out of those chains. In the name of Jesus, build the wall of resistance. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Resist demons. Resist wicked spirits in the high places. Resist strongholds. They will not have you. They will not control you. They will not manipulate you because you're building the wall of resistance. The wall of protection around your life this morning. In the name of Jesus, let the wall go up. Let the wall go up. Let the gate go up. In the name of Jesus, a spiritual wall of protection. A spiritual wall of resistance. Let it go up. In the name of Jesus, let it go up around your life. Let it go up around your life. Let it go up right now around your life as you're praying, as you're interceding, as you're calling upon the name of the Lord. Let that spiritual wall that had been broken before go up right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. My God, my God, my God. The last prayer, I just want you to call the glory of God. How? Speak the glory of God in your life right now. Tell God, fill me with your glory. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with doxa. Fill me with kabod. Oh yes, this morning, in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, ask for the glory. Ask for the glory. Ask for the presence of God to fill you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, build a gate. Build a wall that can contain the glory. You will not be a leaky vessel. You will, con you will contain the glory. You will be a reservoir of the glory of God. Father, we pray, let your glory fill me. Let your glory fill me. Let your glory fill my life. Let, let my life be saturated with your glory. Let my heart be saturated with your glory. Let my soul be saturated with your glory. In the name of Jesus, fill me with doxa. Fill me with kabod. Fill me with your presence in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let me be a carrier of your glory. May you be a carrier of his glory this morning in the name of Jesus. May you be a carrier of his presence this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up that last prayer. Lord, let me be a carrier of your glory. Let me contain your glory. Fill me with your glory. Fill me with your glory. Fill me with your glory. 
fill me with doxa, fill me with kabod. This morning, in the name of Jesus, let me be a reservoir of your glory, O God. Let me be a reservoir of your doxa. Let me be a reservoir of kabod in my life. Let me be a carrier of your glory. Let everywhere I go, oh yes, let people sense your glory in my life. Let people sense your glory, oh yes, out of the words of my mouth. In the name of Jesus, may God fill you with his glory this morning. May God saturate you with his glory this morning. Now that the walls have been built, now that the gate has been established, I speak the glory of God to fill your life, to saturate your life, to cover you completely from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. May the glory of God surround you. May the glory of God fill you. I hope you're saying amen this morning. May you be a carrier of God's glory in the name of Jesus. May you be a carrier of God's honor and splendor in the name of Jesus. May you be a carrier, oh my goodness, your glory, the glory that you lost is coming back to you in the name of Jesus. The shine that you lost, the glow that you lost, God is restoring it in your life in the name of Jesus. Become a carrier, become a carrier of the glory of God in your life today in the name of Jesus. I pray for every man here. I pray for every woman here. You are not leaving this service without God's glory. You are not leaving this prayer service without God's glory. Open your heart and receive his glory. Open your life and receive his glory. I release your glory, O God, upon us today in the name of Jesus. We will not live here empty. We are living here intoxicated with your glory. We are living here being saturated with your glory. We are living here filled with your glory. We are living here surrounded with your glory. We are living here drenched with your glory. Receive it this morning in the name of Jesus. Receive the glory of God. Receive the doxa of God. Receive the kabod of God this morning in the name of Jesus. May you stagger under this glory. May you operate under this glory. May you work under this glory. May you carry yourself around with this glory in the name of Jesus. We receive it, O God, and we declare it part and parcel of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all shout a big amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.